Hey, everybody. This is Nick. I am the producer of the podcast here at Michael Hyatt and Company. And I'm supposed to be reading you just a pretty standard ad about the full focus pocket planner, but I like couldn't do it. I just <laughs> I needed to tell you that if you haven't checked out the new full focus pocket planner, you really should. It's all the, the goodness of the full planner, but slimmed down. I've got mine here on my desk, if I can find it. Here it is. And um, it's great. It's, it's small. It's compact. It lays flat. You know, it's got the ribbons. It's got plenty of notes section. So if you love the planner but just wish it was a little smaller, then the pocket is perfect for you. That's at fullfocusplanner.com slash pocket. Okay, let's start the show. Jennifer stopped by once a day to catch up on the latest Netflix shows. <laughs> the Lyra... <laughs> Very Larry-esque. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I am Verbs, here with your host, Courtney Baker, but sans Blake Stratton. Courtney, where in the world is Blake today? <laughs> You know, that's that's a really good question. Maybe uh, scuba diving or... <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Our, our buddy Blake is actually doing a full focus training for a company, uh -huh. um, kind of for their whole um, staff. And so we said, all right, we, I think, you know, verbs now. We we probably could uh, do this, so it's going to be a really a really fun episode. So, I think we can. I think we can handle it. Yeah, and if you're wondering, like, hey, I'm a we're a company. We love the full focus planner. I love the full focus planner, and would love some training. We actually are going to have a big announcement about that in just a few days. So, um, if that's something you're interested in, Blake's been kind of doing it as people have been requesting it, but we're really excited to be able to offer it more widely. So, uh, that's where our buddy Blake is, uh, today. That's awesome. And I've heard actually from people who have been a part of those trainings, just as far as just what an excellent job he does. So Blake is the man for that for sure. But I figured we should just start this podcast by asking you a question, Courtney. And oh. I need a, I need an honest answer, please. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So what is your favorite way to distract yourself, you know, from doing real, authentic, genuine, good work or real work? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's <laughs> kind of the real question for all of us. Um, and I think I would probably be lying if I didn't say Instagram. Wait, wait. Um, you you just you just diverted from yourself there. This is me. <laughs> this is you being transparent with your good old buddy verbs. But I got what I got what you're saying. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Uh Instagram. Although at verbs I've been taking a break from Instagram. I don't know if anybody else Very out nice. there listening is like, gosh, this has been a crazy season and kind of found yourself kind of stuck in a kind of a not great cycle. Right. Um, so I was like, you know what? I just, I think I could do without this for a hot second. And it's been nice. Um, but generally, you know, Instagram is for sure figured out how to keep, you know, my attention. Um, but if it's like, you know, if I'm going into a big project that I need to work on, 
and I'm just like delaying. I think I've shared this with you before, but I do love to organize some Google Drive folders. It's like a puzzle, you know? It's like yeah. the nerdiest distraction of all time. That That is amazing. I mean, is this like your, this is your version of crossword puzzle slash Sudoku kind of activity? Yeah. Oh, actually, it's funny that you bring up the crossword um, puzzles because I've been doing those too. I mean, I don't know what's happening to me during this season, but I have like, I really have done a lot of puzzles, a lot of uh, crossword puzzles. And um, this is good though. I mean, you're at least doing brain stimulating activity versus just that's know, true. mindlessly scrolling. So <laughs> yes. good for you. Yeah. Um, well, I, the other thing I will say, you know, since I have been working from home now since March, that working from home versus an office, you know, like in an office, you might get distracted with people like stopping in and saying like, hey, can I you answer a quick question or, yeah. you know, like going to get you know, a snack or whatever. And like, everybody is like at the water cooler and then you end up talking. And um, so those are definitely office distractions. But I found for me, there's also these like a whole new set of like work from home distractions that I didn't really realize like existed for myself. Like, you know, uh, maybe I should just like throw in a load of laundry or, um, you know, like delivery people that ring your doorbell. Yes. Or make your dog start barking. <laughs> Especially um, when you're when you're recording podcasts. Oh, yes, exactly. I will say the other like interesting thing. So I have a four year old daughter and um she has friends. You know, like we live in a neighborhood and, and she has a little friend um, that lives down the street. And one day I'm like working away and all of a sudden I like you know how you can tell if somebody's in your house? I was upstairs, <laughs> yes. but I just had this feeling I was like someone there's a person in this house and so i like walk down and i'm like hello hello i'm like there's an intruder like this is <laughs> this is about to go down wow. and all of a sudden it's our five-year-old neighbor she's inside our house it scared me to death but it's it, you know it's like this whole other set of distractions that i never had in an office you know i never had five-year-olds sneaking into my house previously um in the middle of my work day um, so it's just been interesting. Um, that's that's my life. I am curious, uh, especially yes. in these in this season. Like, where do you find yourself distracted? Yes. Well, you know what? Um, and I've mentioned before, we are a homeschool family. Have been doing so for about uh, going on five years now. So when quarantine happened, everything you know shut down. Our regular day to day schedules never really you know, weren't impacted that much uh, because obviously we work, we work as a remote team also. But when you don't have those extracurricular activities where your said children whom you love <laughs> don't have the opportunity to burn off that extra energy, mm -hmm, <laughs> it mm -hmm. all stays in the house. So those normal lines that we've had as far as like parameters, hey guys, dad is upstairs working or the door is closed while he's working. This is a sign to where you might need to wait till later to communicate <laughs> with your father. But again, all that stored energy, they forget all those rules, all those parameters. So it's often mm -hmm. that my distractions fall in that category or come along with, with the children. And so it's just um, it becomes a, a consistent um, string of just having to remind them, hey, guys, I'm still working. We can talk you know, a little bit later and I'd love to hear what you have to say. But right now is not the opportune time. So, yeah. Um, and again, like you said, when you, whenever you kind of step away from your computer or because now there's more people that are actually 
you know, working remotely or not working at all at this point. You know, there's messages and texts that come in, I think, more often that, you know, some of them you can push till the end of the day, but some of them may be more, you know, um, need more immediate attention to some regard. So those kind of things can be distracting as well. But yeah, in, in recent months, that's kind of what I feel has been stealing away a lot of my my focus. Yeah, I think that's probably true for most people listening that are working from home, especially for the first time and have kids at home. They're like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of it I might be like, y'all. <laughs> you know, do you texting your friend like, hey, are your kids climbing the wall currently too? <laughs> I just want to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> Yes. So there's support texts. <laughs> support texts. Yeah, our support text needs this year have like like skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh well, the good news is uh today we do have some simple solutions for the problem and I think it's very timely. Obviously, you and I have outlined a lot of ways uh that we're distracted and there are probably thousands more uh, for everybody listening. So, I think this is going to be a really great episode. Yeah. And I think a lot of us just feel that sense of shame or maybe defeat that some people just seem to have more willpower than others. But do you do you think that's actually it? Well, I think that, yeah, that, I think that's definitely the misconception. You know, like okay. we just believe that willpower is the problem. And that is actually, that's not it. You know, mm. willpower is a powerful tool, um, but it only works for a really short amount of time. You know, like- <laughs> a couple of days or, you know, just a very short amount of time. But if you need to maintain something like day after day, willpower will not last. You know, you need too much energy to do that. Right. And it's something that's not always solved by just trying harder. And the fact is, we just need to have a better strategy because, you, you know, you have this sense of powerlessness when you're going against the algorithm. And you cannot defeat social media or those text (laughs) notifications just by trying harder. So, you know, we need a new strategy. And we're going to tell you today how anticipation tactics can actually give you back your focus. Yeah, I especially love this because I think our culture, you know, is just built on that kind of hustle fallacy of just, you know, like just grit it out, just give a little bit more. And I think really just acknowledging that that's, that's not how it works. Um, and using these anticipation triggers will really help transform your daily work life. And, you know, what What we're all about um, on this podcast is loving Mondays again, you know, yeah. and I think that comes from, you know, being pleased with your achievement and what you've done, you know, and getting more work done, getting the right type of work done. And what is crazy about this is when you're able to transform your daily work life because you're not distracted, the people around you are going to be impacted as well. Like when you're the best version of yourself, other people are trying to rise to that challenge. So it's kind of this whole trickle down effect. That's really cool. And so the promise today is that you keep yourself free from distractions and interruptions by using anticipation tactics. And we've got three steps to implementing this strategy for you today. All right. So the first tactic is to identify your obstacles. And here's the deal. Uh, We generally get interrupted or distracted at the same point every day. Kind of think about it like, well, Verbs, did you ever see the Truman Show? Do you remember that Jim Carrey movie? Absolutely. Classic film. Yeah, classic. Yeah. 
shot in Seaside, Florida, uh, which is a very cool place to visit. But if we were on the Truman Show, which I think everybody's kind of had that thought before, like, what if, you know, uh, this was like recorded. Um, if we were recording your life, we could probably like chart it like, all right, Courtney is going to start a task. Uh, then she's going to kind of get bogged down in some details or looking mm. for a document. And then she's going to check Instagram <laughs> really quickly, you know, <laughs> or, you know, if when we were at the office, you know, the same people tend to like pop by with a quick question. People can't see my air, my air quotes, but you know, it's always a quick question. Nobody ever comes and asks, can I ask you a really long, <laughs> obnoxious question <laughs> really fast? Uh, no, you know, and so I think we can kind of see a pattern arise. Sure. And again, you mentioned this, it's not about shame. Um, it's not about guilt. This is really just having some self-awareness about where you, you know, find obstacles in your day. Real quick, Courtney, I think I, I think one day we were in the office during our in-office days and uh, you were working. I think we were about to record a podcast and you were clearly busy, focused on something else. And I did come in with a quick question and I could <laughs> tell, I could tell by your expression, you were like, this better be quick. So. <laughs> All right. So the first step in protecting your focus is to name the obstacles. Be confessional with yourself. Don't run from the truth. Don't try to hide from it, but be specific about them. So not just, you know, social media in general, but list some of the specific names or some of the, the feeds that you follow, whatever it might be. Then you'll also have to do the same for people. Who is it that stops by once a day or sends that text wanting to catch up on the latest Netflix shows or documentaries or whatever the case may be. Who is that person? Yeah. And I think take it like, go ahead and do this today. Like in the note side of your planner, you know, actually I just realized that verbs, we can no longer uh, say the notes page um, in your daily pages because the new pocket planner pocket, released yes. back in June, which I've actually been using verbs and like loving it. Um, Yes, we, yeah, you've got it too. We're all, this this little podcast team is all used in the pocket right now. Um, and so you may have to flip to the back to the notes pages. Yeah. But yeah, like literally, we when we say list them out, we mean like, yeah, today, go ahead and list out what those, you know, Distractions obstacles are. are. Perhaps, yeah. And then while you're at it, you know, list the triggers as well. And so a lot of times what causes the distraction or the interruption um, is triggered by something. So really quick, hang with me for a second, but people that are in addiction recovery have a really interesting way of looking at this. Um, so when they kind of look at four big triggers, they are vulnerable when they are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Mm. Um and so they've really kind of identified what those triggers are that you may be more susceptible. And the acronym they use is actually HALT, H-A-L-T. The okay. point is, even with distraction, we have triggers for those things. It might be, you know, similar to what's in HALT, it may be that we're hungry, you know, mm -hmm. um, or it may be that we ate a really big lunch and we've hit that afternoon slump, you know what I'm talking about? And you're like, mm -hmm. ugh. And you're more likely at that point to fall into distraction. Yeah, no, I can see how that could work. I know for me in my day, if I feel like I'm stuck, um, say I'm having to create something from scratch, whatever that might be, and I feel like I'm stuck as far as inspiration 
Well, I feel like I justify my trigger by saying, hey, let me scan through, you know, this design inspiration website. And that's where it all begins because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm being, you know, uh, I'm being stimulated by the creativity on that site. But then time is also ticking and I don't have time to just sit on a site scrolling through things that I think are, you know, that look cool. I actually need to get back to work. Not to say that, you know, you shouldn't do that at all if you find yourself in a position. But you just, again, have to be confessional with yourself to know this could be a rabbit hole for me. So mm-hmm. I need to actually set a time limit if I'm going to actually do this and know that it's it's actually going to help me get unstuck or over a hurdle and then, you know, start from there. But that's just for me, a trigger, you know, could be something else. Like you mentioned, um, you know, you get hungry, you go out, go down for a snack or go to grab a snack, but you end up lingering too long. And before you know it, you've been distracted and 20, 30 minutes has gone by. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest, our phones are made to have triggers I mean, it's like literally like just <laughs> it, most likely all of us are going to have to put on this list, like the notifications for my phone as the trigger for distraction, because it literally is like, hey, come get distracted on Instagram or come get distracted on uh, this text message. Uh, but once you get these two things listed, your obstacles and then what the triggers are for those obstacles, this really becomes the foundation of your strategy. You know, once you know the enemy, because you've identified it, you know, that's when you can kind of move to the next step and know how to take care of it. So that was number one, identify your obstacles. Step number two is design anticipation tactics. So anticipation tactics are basically your your pre-planned responses to a problem. You're the guy that's it's in the watchtower looking over the battlefield and you know what's coming. So you anticipate that by formulating a tactic to counteract that. So you're saying in advance, if X happens, I will do Y. Uh, you know, somebody who's a fitness buff might say, if it rains, I'll do a strength workout instead of running and mm-hmm. stay, you know, stay inside or stay indoors. And this is anticipating the obstacle and really setting yourself up for a win overall. Yeah, and I think to even make that even more practical, like with our everyday lives, again, I've talked about social media uh, quite a bit, but, you know, if you need to avoid getting stuck in social media, you could do something like install the Freedom app on your devices to lock you out of those sites during work. Maybe you just set that up where, you know, every day once you start work, you're turning on your Freedom app. You know, or if you need to keep people from dropping in, if you're working at an office right now, you know, having a sign that you put on your door when you're going to do deep work. And honestly, I think in a lot of office environments now, it's become even harder where you don't have an actual door. You know, you just have open space. Um, And that's where, you know, putting on not your Apple AirPods are too <laughs> inconspicuous. They won't work. They don't send any, they don't send a strong enough signal. You got to put on the big uh, headphones that say yes. like, do not talk to me. Those are your the, do not talk to me. The uh, over the headphones. ear elephant, elephant yes. size headphones for sure. Which, which you and I, full disclosure, since you all can't see us, we both have those on right now. <laughs> and I have a question though, Courtney, because I know we're kind of, we're not, we're kind of belaboring the point about social media, but what would you say if someone has a job that's directly connected to social media? So that's part of what they do during the, on a daily basis is they're in that world, they're in that space. Are there any kind of um, tactics that they might be able to think of or think about 
to just to kind of stay focused, even in when they're doing their work within the social media space? Yeah. You know, that is tough. Um, or really any kind of work that you're doing, like the example you gave where you were like looking for some design inspiration. Um, but the internet also is a dark hole of distraction as well. Um, I love your idea of kind of setting a timer, um, even for social media work of like, okay, I've got to go um, answer comments um, on our work company you know, page, mm-hmm. but I'm giving myself a certain amount of time so that the pressure of that um, will keep me more focused on accomplishing what I need to get done versus getting distracted because, you know, somebody just posted their latest baby picture or, you know, there's a controversy about X, Y, or Z, which these days happens every three minutes um, <laughs> on the internet. No, that's good. And I think also, you know, as we talk about what can I do to anticipate these things, um, I know we as a team, we've said it before, we use Slack as an internal communications Mm -hmm. uh, vehicle. And so a lot of times, if you know that you have some work that you need to do in a particular day, that's going to be deeper work than normal. A good thing that you might want to try is just to avoid any interruptions from your teammates. Just notify everyone that you work with in Slack just by sending a notice you know, and dropping that in and say, hey, I'm about to get into some deep work for the next, you know, two or three hours or, you know, for the rest of the day, whatever it might be. That way you're putting it out there. They know that you're, you know, to be undisturbed during this time and you don't have to feel the pressure of, well, I have to respond to, you know, every single message that comes yeah. in because you've made it known. Well, and I feel like that's so key now where we're working or a lot of people are working remotely and mm-hmm. we don't have the like visual, like, oh, they're busy right now. You know, it giving that type of communication really helps, you know, from getting distracted, you know, doing exactly what you're, we're trying to talk about today. And I think people, you know, hopefully you would know yourself, you know what your weaknesses are. And so you actually just design around what those weaknesses are. You know, you'll avoid your most common obstacles. You'll develop a habit of deep work and then you'll feel in control and be much, much more productive throughout the day. So again, the first step is to identify your obstacles. And step number two is design anticipation tactics. So the third and final step is to implement your strategy. Um, I say this all the time, uh, verbs, that so many people can have great ideas. But if you don't ever do anything with those ideas, they're just Mm. that, great ideas. And so this is the same way. Like all that step one and step two, they're great, but they're like meaningless unless you implement them. This plan only works if you work it, you know? Um, And honestly, that's true of every component of the full focus system. The weekly preview only helps if you do it, which P.S., I, Verbs, you and I talked about this earlier today that... I did not do a weekly preview one week and my week was like, it was a hot mess. It shambles. Yeah. It shambles. <laughs> and then I did my weekly preview the next week and I was like, just the clarity and calm. It was just like a game changer. Um, yeah. But again, it's like this amazing tool that is only effective if you use it. Same with your daily big three. You know, it only helps you focus if you create it, if you take the time to do it. Yeah. And these anticipation tactics you create, they only work if you implement them. And I will say, since you brought up, you know, the weekly preview, that you can even use that as a time, 
um, just to mm. kind of review what strategy you have implemented and make sure that it's going to be working for you. It has been as productive as you thought it would be. Because, again, you know, if you're, you know, a family with younger children or younger you know, kids or even adolescent kids, everybody's schedule right now is kind of in flux. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're giving yourself that grace and that opportunity by utilizing that weekly preview to say, hey, has this worked out the way we thought it would? If not, here's a great opportunity we have to adjust it. Yeah, I think the other thing is to take the time to actually install the resources you need. You know, okay. are you going to use something like the Freedom app or maybe you're just going to delete the Instagram app from your phone completely and force yourself to use the uh, um, the web version, which is terrible. And so <laughs> you're less likely <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole. Or maybe you need to buy your really big obnoxious headphones, you know, print off that sign. You know, those are things to go ahead and execute right now. I mean, once you get through step one and step two. And actually schedule the time um, to get these things in place so you can start integrating these tactics into your workday is very important. So, yeah. And I would say also, you can tell your team. I mean, I think being, you can be candid about this of like, hey, you guys, I'm going to try some, some new stuff on just trying to really focus and trying to get in some more deep work into my weekly schedule. And, you know, if you're in an office, you know, from now on, anytime I'm in deep work, I'm going to put up a sign or, you know, I'm going to let y'all know if you're working remotely. I'm going to let you all know when I'm I'm really entering into some deep work. Um, I think that will help. And people will respect it. They'll actually, more than respect it, they'll copy it. They'll be like, exactly. you know what? Yeah. Actually, I could totally use some distraction-free work time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, that train with you. Yeah. And again, you have to just remember, you know, hey, this is a work in progress. Uh, you'll forget sometimes, but that's okay. Because tomorrow is another day. It's brand new and you can go at it again. Learn from the experience and maybe even add an activation trigger as you go and you kind of get settled into this process. So today we've learned that if you keep getting interrupted or distracted, you don't need more willpower. What you actually need is a better strategy. You can beat distractions and interruptions by using anticipation tactics. So first, what you want to do is identify your obstacles. Second, devise anticipation tactics. And finally, implement your strategy. Courtney, you have any other final thoughts that you would leave us with today? Well, like many things in 2020, um, this <laughs> is one <laughs> that we're all in together. I mean, getting distracted is universal. And it's really, again, you know, those people that you look at and think, well, I think of our boss, Verbs, Michael Hyatt, and think people probably think that he has just got the best discipline, the best willpower, all the things. But really what he has is a really great strategy, a really yeah. great system, and we can all do that. It's very possible for everybody listening. And so I think giving yourself the grace and implementing these steps, it's going to be, it's good. It will work. I agree. Well, thank you all for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and remember the hashtag, hashtag Focus on This Podcast. And we will be here next week with another great episode. So until then... Stay focused.
coach might say, if they run the ball or if they run the ball, we'll drop into our four or three defense. Or a fitness buff might say. <laughs> uh, verbs, that's an interesting illustration. Are you are you a football fan? I'm not a sports fan in general. <laughs> but yeah, I was lost on the four three. I was about to call it a forty three defense. <laughs> Outside of NBA finals, maybe once every two years. That's my sport, my limit on sports. So Hey, Nick here again. And if you've listened all the way to the end, then just go check out the Pocket Planner, fullfocusplanner.com slash pocket. You're going to love it. Okay, thanks.